Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in and happy Monday. Jake with you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today across the glass from me. And, of course, safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? Fine, man. How, how are you doing this uh, fine Monday? I am doing just fine, thank you, and hope all our listeners are doing well. Did you have a good weekend? Uh, yeah, we had a good weekend. It was nice. It was a little cooler this weekend. Thought that was a good thing. Uh, excellent. Yeah, yourself? Yeah, all good. I'll tell you, Jake, yeah, there is that crispness in the air. It's is nice. There not, like you mentioned. Although it's supposed to heat up this week. We always start the show with the weather report. But it is supposed to get up to the 80s again by the uh, as the week goes on. I thought it was mid-70s, so, but, you know, whatever. Either way, awesome, comfortable, terrific. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about uh, the other day uh, I was on a walk, and uh, I thought, yeah, this is Austin's favorite time of year in Utah. And there's a lot of good reason to feel that way when you when you think about uh, how, how pleasant it is. It's my favorite time of year in Utah. I agree with Austin yeah. on that. It's great, and the leaves are changing, and yes. uh, that's always good. So, and football, we, we have football to talk about. That's that's fall. It's it's that feeling, and having NBA finals to talk about is a little weird, yeah. but uh, you know we'll take it. One hundred percent. Lots to get to uh, today, and Tom Holmo, his first public statements in I don't know how long since when was the last super secret media summit? January. Uh, he was on our station today with DJ and PK this morning, so that's pretty awesome. John Hartwell was on this morning as well, uh, so kind of a, a big day with those guys, and uh, we have a, a lot to get to. Tom talked about a lot. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to having our listeners hear what he said, so that, yeah, this is good stuff. So we got a lot on, uh, on tap. We have uh, Chris Mannix, who will be with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Tanner Mangum will be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Tanner's going to join us uh, every Monday during the college football season to uh, to talk about what uh, transpired over the weekend, especially with Cougs playing so well. So we will get to all of that uh, throughout the show today. Um, I will start off uh, – I'll start off with this, Gordon. I had a, a both, you know, up and down weekend as far as show-related uh, show, comma, business goes. Uh, Show-related material. Well, one, I lost the stupid survivor pool again. (laughs) Thanks to the Uh, stupid chargers. Austin always uh, doesn't let you forget it either, does he? 
No. Why would I? No. So that happened. But then, <laughs> that would be out of your character to let him slip and slide like that. This was his not, game, not, his not, rules. It, it was. A, a stupid game. Bad idea. Uh, we can't game. all, we, we can't, uh, all ideas can't be home runs, and this one was a fail for I me. Had, I thought it was great. Well, yeah. Austin and I are having a lot of fun. We'll get more of stuff like this. Yeah. I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. Or, How, what's he up, what's he up you, to, Gordon, Austin? But then we'd both be right. He's up to like three more. He owes us now, right? Three more? No, come on. That no, wasn't it was the rule. it was double or nothing. So right. he owes us two right. incriminating audios. I yeah. do. Uh, so, which unless he wants back in, it'll be triple or nothing. <laughs> of course, he wants back in. There's no of course there. <laughs> There's no of course there. Oh man! I mean, I've mm-hmm. I've taken a beating. I'm I'm I've, I'm one for three. You've picked really badly. <laughs> the Colts. And the Chargers. Who was your one that you got right? The one that I got the right. The Ravens? Uh, no, it wasn't the Ravens. The Niners. It's the Niners. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Niners. <laughs> and the week you picked them, didn't they lose half their team? It was against the Jets. And if they had been playing, you know, any high school, they would have lost that game. Because they were out <laughs> all of their starters, it seemed. <laughs> Jake. Stupid. Jake. Jake comes to us. I have a great idea. Let's do this. This will be fun. <laughs> have a great time. Uh, get together, have who a few laughs. There, there was one for three in a survival. You can pick any game. We're not even picking against the spread. You just have to pick the winner. You got a well, little cute. So yeah. bad. You know, so I, I'm bad. not. I'm not a big uh, sports gambler, uh, but I'll just say this: if if Jake wants back into this, and whoever he picks, make a bet the other way because it just seems to be the way it's going. Stupid. Mm. Uh, but then the finals in the NBA has turned out exactly how I'd predicted, and thus I don't have to eat my hat. And I get to say that you were completely wrong about the Denver Nuggets, and they have been fraudulent for about two rounds now. I don't think they've been fraudulent, but you were right. I mean, I, I did not pick them to beat the Lakers. I just thought they would put up a bigger fight than they did. <sighs> Never thought so. I'd take so much satisfaction out of a LeBron James victory, but yet here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Feeling good yeah, about well, it. You were high on the heat from the beginning, and so we do have to give you credit for that. But that wasn't uh, part of the equation here. And just to, just to you know, get started here and talk a little bit NBA because we're going to be college football here in the split story, but I love these NBA finals. I think there's some great storylines. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. We have a uh, an underdog, you know, going up against the the mainstay with LeBron James. LeBron going up against his old team. The rebuild. I mean, pretty awesome stuff. I think. I I hope we get a competitive finals. Remember when people were feeling sorry for the Heat because they got deserted by all those stars? Well, I wouldn't call Chris Bosh and his blood clot issues deserting, but yeah, I, I do remember. Or Dwayne Wade. Oh, he did desert him, right? He went to, to the Bulls for a hot second and then came right back. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Wondered about and LeBron. The remember LeBron left and it was all about the kids? Yeah. Do you know Donovan Mitchell was in the crowd at that Boys and Girls Club announcement that day? I did know that. I had heard that. How wild that is story. that? Yeah. That is wild. But Anyway, so I, I think this matchup in the finals is about as good as we could have gotten. Well, it certainly contrasts in style and as far as, you know, the, the way the teams are built. And uh, I'm looking forward to see if the Heat playing 
to some extent, jazz basketball can beat uh, can beat the Lakers. Obviously, that's not the way to bet either, Jake. Is that the way you're betting? No, no, I probably not. Man, I'd love to see it though. And uh, the Lakers are. We talked about this a little bit last week. The Lakers are a flawed team, and if you could, you know, figure out a way to game plan those flaws into really mattering, you know, that would be a huge deal. They're not very good in the half court, and they don't shoot the ball well. So I, I think this will be how Miami schemes defensively. And who's, you know, Coach Spolstra, let's, you know, yeah. get on board because he's been great this playoff. I mean, right down to throwing that zone at Boston, which completely crippled them, which is nuts because it shouldn't, and it did. So, Man, I'll tell you, in that game, and we'll talk about it, but uh, that stretch, down the stretch, in that game, the, the Celtics just absolutely blew up in a bad way, and the Heat made them pay for it. Man, it was almost—I mean, I wasn't rooting one way or the other, but it was—it was painful. If you're a Celtics fan, that had to be horribly painful to watch. But I feel like we now have in the Heat. You know, forever you pointed out that Detroit Pistons team, and what what year was it that won the title with? Oh uh, four. Oh four. You know, oh, it can be done without the best player in the league on your team. Look at that Detroit Pistons team. You know, they had a, a bunch of really good players, but not, you know, MJ or, or Kobe right. or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. And now, I mean, Jimmy Butler's a star, no doubt. But maybe is, is this another example if Miami can get it done where you, we can point at it and go, all right, if you do it the right way and you're well coached and you develop a play, players and – you know, you can be <clears throat> disciplined and all these sorts of things that you really can win a title. That's why I'm that's why I'm pulling for the Heat so much because it's it's not so much Miami and the team itself as it is like conceptual. Can yeah. uh, can the team be greater than the superstar? Yeah, I wrote a column about that last week when you were probably uh, uh, on your vacation. Yeah, ripping Jake, off but, my work as usual, Gordon. Uh, I see how it is. Uh-huh. No, I, I think it's the other Co-worker. way around. You're, you're <laughs> Wait, are you my... accusing me of <laughs> me who's been talking about how loving watching the Heat play for months now? You're accusing me of stealing that opinion from you? Kind of, yeah. Uh, but uh, you're right. I mean, it's 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 a matter of watching team basketball, and there are some really good players, just like there were on that Pistons team. And Bam uh, got his work done yesterday, did he not, after he said he disappointed his team the last time out. So, I mean, they have really good players, but you're right. The way they play, the way they pass the ball, the way they look for the open shot, and no matter who it is who's going to take it. Uh, one thing that I really liked uh, in that game yesterday, there was that stretch where uh, Tyler Hero got uh, hot and uh, and and Jimmy Butler stood there and waited. He was not going to give it up to anyone else. He stood there and waited till Tyler came around to get it again, because he knew he had made his last two or three shots and he had the hot hand. And I just think that's smart basketball. Don't give it to somebody else. That always drives me crazy when so when someone is super hot, get him the ball. And Jimmy Butler knew that, of course. He missed the next shot, but uh, he came back and, and uh, made a couple more. So, I don't know. I, I, I like the Heat. I like the way they play. I like the way they, they, they treat one another unselfishly on the court. And yeah, I, I think there's a lot to like about that team. I agree with you. Is this the one you're accusing me of ripping you off? The Here's the evidence Utah Jazz can make what they say they want real? Yeah. 
Never Except heard. I included, I included the Nuggets in that, and, of course, you were constantly uh, dogging that team. But, uh, you know, because the Jazz were so close to the Nuggets in their series, and then I think the Heat, that is evidence that the way the Jazz are doing it can, can work. So, Well, I'd just we'll like see. you to know I had not read that column. I, I know you didn't. You were gone, I think, during that part. Time. So you, you're just making a sport out of offending me? I'm kidding. Well, I think you deserve uh, plenty of offense today, considering the way you're picking in the, uh, in wow. the games. Wow. I'll give it a read. I'll give it a perusing. Oh, it's if all that's right. You were, the, if on, that's... you were floating on a raft at Lake Powell. It's okay. <laughs> if that is the point you made. Then I agree with you. So I'm I'm rooting for the concept that is the Miami Heat, no doubt. So we'll we'll get to NBA with Mannix and and uh, all sorts of stuff coming up. But we do have a lot of college football on our plate today, Gordon. Should we uh, get started? Yeah, let's uh, go. All right, Austin, hit it. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. They go for it on fourth down. After they went for it on fourth down, and got the touchdown in the first quarter. Pass fake on first down, going deep down the middle. Open receiver, caught for the touchdown. What a pass and catch. Gunner Romney. Catch. Wilson doesn't get credit for the touchdown throw, but he does get a run. He was down. Yeah, that was the right call. Half-yard line. Yep, that was the right call. But look at the layout here. You know, and there was a question about how good the BYU receivers had the chance to run underneath them. Wow, so they said no touchdown, and Wilson just takes a snap and forces it in. Troy's wondering what the heck just happened. They're a good team. Uh, A lot remains to be seen just because of the unusual aspects of this team. Uh, of the of the year and for us right now the only thing that we can do to put us in a best position to succeed is to take it a day at a time and and how many times that there we go it's coach speak Hmm. if there is ever a year where you take it a day at a time this is the year gordon big weekend for byu they hammer Troy, 48-7. to That was Tom Homo talking about his thoughts on the team. We'll get to more of uh, Tom Homo's cuts coming up uh, a little bit later on in the show. But your thoughts on what we saw from BYU. Different type of game than the Navy game, but they still look great. Yes, they did look good. They look powerful and strong. And uh, uh, the numbers beyond the score, because it could have been worse. Of course, uh, Troy uh, might have scored another touchdown had that uh, penalty not been called. But total net yards 664 to 181 and the number that circled i circled big time at 19 rushing yards for troy if you're going to get 19 rushing yards you're going to lose and uh, i got to give credit to byu's front i mean they they had the three guys up front jake they were dropping eight back in coverage for much of the night and Troy could not punish them for it. Now, obviously, there were some sacks involved, in that, and that always affects that number. But, man, BYU is impressive. Uh, they did give up some passing yardage, and, you know, they're going to do that. But uh, impressive all the way around. I haven't gotten to the offense yet. I mean, that offensive line is as good as we thought it was, and Zach Wilson, comfortable as can be back there, throwing for 392 yards. Rushing for two touchdowns, passing for two touchdowns. I mean, just just Troy is not a great team, um, and that's going to be 
the echo in the room for a long time because BYU is really good this year. And uh, will they be able to find the kind of opponents by which observers of college football will think, wow, they deserve great recognition? You know, that's going to be the question all year long. And there may be kind of some development on that front, which we'll actually get to um, coming up at uh, at two thirty. But um, yeah, I'm with you, Gordon. It's it's disappointing that we don't see the competition a little bit a uh, little bit better for this BYU team because I I mean I think it's really really good and you know we're going to have some similar frustration and, and don't get me wrong here I'm not comparing the two teams per se but it's kind of like the O four Utes where they just didn't have an opponent that you thought you know, gave you a really accurate measurement on just how good that team is, or excuse me, was. I hope that doesn't turn out to be the case here with this BYU team, and I fear that it might, because I think this is the best team that they've had at BYU for quite some time, and we could debate how long exactly, but, you know, they're so good up front on both sides of the ball. They've got a quarterback that uh, that appears to be, you know, good, and who knows how good, but he he certainly got it done this weekend. They They have a good running game. Um, Dax Milne had a had a terrific game. Gunnar Romney was really good. They've got some weapons. It's too bad Matt Bushman isn't out there. But I mean, this team looks really, really good. And I, you know, you say, well, it's only Troy. Well, they lost to only Toledo last year. You know, so uh-huh. they, they right. you, you go out and you take care of your business. And and BYU has done that now in two games and then some, right? And looked excellent doing it. Yeah, I wrote a column on Saturday night essentially saying that uh, BYU, the only team that can beat BYU this year is BYU. I mean, they're they're going to be better than everybody on the schedule. There is some possibility, like you were talking about, of adding uh, an additional team or two to the schedule, and maybe that'll toughen it up a little bit. But as you look at these games the Cougars are facing, they are, I think, better who they're going to be playing and so will they – I think they've learned some lessons from a year ago. They're they're a little older, they're a little more experienced, and they're a little smarter, and they're a little better. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is interesting to watch. It reminds me a little bit of the old whack days when BYU is so dominant against less than stellar competition, and that's really how Lavelle Edwards built uh, BYU's program against those kinds of teams. Yeah, there were some tough teams that were mixed in here and there, and this this year's a little different than that. But this team's good, and so, you know, I mean, some some folks will say, oh, they're no good, look who they're playing. But th- th- I think both will be true. They will be good, and their competition is substandard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Houston could be an interesting matchup down the line, depending on how good they turn out to be, you know, Louisiana Tech. Um, Texas San Antonio. Was La Tech. You know, La Tech was what were they last year? Jake were they ten ten and two, ten and three, something like that a year ago? I, I, I'd have to check that. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, you, <laughs> there's a there's a bunch of gimmies on that uh, on that schedule. And look, uh, no no reason to rip the Cougars for that. They were trying to save their season. Yeah, after they lost darn near everybody. Yeah, they're grabbing whoever yeah. they can just to play. Uh, let's see here. So thus far this year, Louisiana Tech played whoever USM is that. Who is that? Um, Southern Mississippi. Southern Mississippi. Yeah. So they beat them thirty-one thirty in a close one, and then against HBU, uh, Houston Baptist, they beat beat them sixty-six to thirty-eight. So who knows how good they are? They can put up sixty-six points, but then you look at that thirty-eight and you go, I don't know about that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here it is. And the, of course, the irony there is that BYU had lined up what might have been the toughest schedule they've ever faced. And to lose that, to go up against, have the opportunity to go up to, what, six or seven P5 teams and then lose all those opportunities and to lose some opportunity against some of the better Mountain West teams as well. It's, uh, yeah, Tom Homo's on the phone dialing up anybody. Hey, you got a quarterback? You got a defense? You got, okay, uh, okay, let's uh, let's play. Come on out to Lavelle's place. <laughs> and, uh you know, they, they're throwing together what they can in a very unusual circumstance, obviously. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think it's great that they're playing. They should be beating these teams. They look really well prepared, motivated, regardless of their opponent. I think we all— Look at I the mean, lack of—look at, look at the lack of penalties. This team is executing at a level that is uh, somewhat precise. Which is good. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, Tom Homo was on with uh, DJ and PK this morning. Uh, so was John Hartwell, and they talked about uh, something similar. So we will get to that as in regards to maybe BYU can get a bit more of a test a little bit later on uh, in the in the uh, in the year. So stay tuned. We will get to that. In fact, Tom Homo uh, was on with those guys this morning and would encourage anybody to jump on to 1280thezone.com uh, and give it a listen or – um, you can also go to the Zone Sports Network app, and we'll play clips. We're going to do a sound segment based on that, Gordon, at the top of the 3 o'clock hour, so stay tuned. Because Tom hasn't uh, made public comment in months and months and months, and so it was great having him on the station today. So we'll go over that, but uh, jump online, 1280thezone.com, uh, and, uh, and give that a listen. Do you think uh, – uh, in fact, we'll get to that coming up later. Let's get out to the Zone phone. Joining us now, he's our good friend from Syringa Networks. He's our friend Gabe. Gabe, what's going on? How are things in your world? Hey, things are things are doing well. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, we were stoked to have you on today. Uh, I bet they're, they're more than busy. Of course, uh, Syringa Home to Complete Telecom and IT Solutions. Uh, you guys are, are making a lot of difference for a lot of companies and a lot of folks out there. Yeah, indeed we are, yes. Uh, we are certainly very busy right now fielding uh, phone calls and inquiries in regards to how businesses uh, can get faster internet access, better internet access, uh, remote work uh, type questions as to how they uh, deploy workforces securely from home and keep them as productive as possible. But that's what part of what Syringa does with our IT and uh, networking solutions. Yeah, you mentioned uh, everybody changing a little bit and, and working from home. I mean, I, I wonder how many companies out there, Gabe, have come to appreciate uh, Syringa and their 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 a year technical support. I bet that's become so much more valuable to companies out there. You know, it, it really has. As, as people, have, uh, as the workforce has moved to more of a remote workforce, uh, there's more and more questions that uh, – that people have more more technical type things that uh, they hadn't thought of that have come up, and certainly our uh, our our team of well trained engineers and technicians, uh, as you as you indicated, they're they're there and ready to field and support our customers with whatever questions they have. All right, Gabe, you're going to be hanging out with us throughout the show, so we can get into a lot of stuff. But uh, for people who who uh, might be interested or, or certainly frustrated with the big boys out there, how can they get on board with Syringa? Yeah, the best way is to hit us up on our website at www.syringanetworks.net. And on that website, you'll find uh, multiple ways to, to get a hold of us, as well as uh, some pretty uh, valuable information in regards of technical-type stuff, the white papers and things of that nature for 
that could answer any questions that, that people may have about uh, technology, the Internet, telecommunications, and voice services in today's world. All right, find out what Syringa, Syringa can do for you. Uh, syringanetworks.net. That's S-Y-R-I-N-G-A networks.net. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks, guys. All right. That's our friend Gabe from Syringa Networks. We'll have more from uh, Tom Homo coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is Justin Timberlake, selected uh, by Gordon and brought to you uh, by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, uh, check them out online, livenation.com. Uh, Gordon, let's. Uh, Tom Homo was on the station with DJ and PK earlier today. Uh, let's hear a couple minutes here of Tom talking about perhaps adding uh, another opponent down the line. Uh, like Boise State, of course, the uh, the computer froze. Always great timing, <laughs> as Austin now has both hands up in the air. Well, as we mentioned, it was uh, a little cooler this morning, so maybe it did something to the equivalent. All right. Well, uh, it's unfrozen, Gordon. It's good. It, Let's it go. is thawed. Here All is right. uh, Tom Homo talking about uh, adding another game. I think the enthusiasm around your football team is skyrocketing. Obviously, they've had two very, very impressive wins. So the attention now is so much on the athletic director. It, this is so un, so much uncharted territory. You've never been in this situation. You've got a 2-0 football team that looks great, and now eyes are focused. What can Tom Homel do to beef up this schedule while you're actually playing the season? It's never been done before in the history of college football, probably, and how much attention is focused on the college season so what can you tell us about the potential uh hartwell utah state had mentioned uh and craig thompson had mentioned the possibility of boise so a the possibility of playing boise in november that first week and then the possibility of adding some p5 opponents i mean it's all very intriguing (laughs) and the possibilities are dreaming there's so many people that want to try to match up uh you know us against mississippi state now you guys know leach get the job done um (laughs) it's hard to imagine that any p5 games would just all of a sudden pop up they're all playing conference games and they're playing conference only schedules so the 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 way that that would happen is not possible right now it could be possible later down the road that's what i'm saying as you look at boise that's just a, a unique situation where the mountain west conference wasn't going to play all the games were scrapped and then they come back to play and you realize that this great tradition of military academy games between the air force and army or navy those are games that pop up that they're going to play those games. I'm going to I'm going to come back to this in a second here, um, but come back. Let me just stop right here and say one of the things I learned early on that was really cool about college football in this scheduling um, case was if there were no games this year, I'm t- saying none. Army and Navy would have played. There would have been one football game, and it would have been Army and Navy. I think that's a really cool thing about college football is that the the real, real blue bloods are going to play no matter what happens. And, and that, you know, obviously they 
get to play, hopefully, and nothing will get in the way of that game. But this is the case. That's why Air Force was going to be able to play in the Army and Navy games, even though they wouldn't play in a Mountain West Conference game. And, you know, I think that's pretty cool. Some people didn't like hearing about that. But that's why this is possible, because Air Force will play, I think it's Navy, and then it leaves an open game. And so they don't want to F with with the conference only. I don't really know all the way that uh, Craig Thompson and his team are going to do this or try to make it work, but there's an oddity in the schedule because there's an open game and somebody can play. So Tom uh, lays out exactly how another game might appear. And then uh, John Hardwell was on with those guys and he was, uh, let's just say, a little bit uh, more specific. Well, uh, that that has that as the Boise State BYU game. Does it carry that kind of cachet now? Well, hold on. Let's let's play these heart there these Hartwell comments, and then I'll, right. I'll I'll answer just that. Just Go saw ahead. Chad Lewis walk up here. You know, one of the potential scenarios for uh, for to offset that that November seventh game because we have twelve teams in our league. So if you pull out Air Force, then somebody else has got to be off that week too. So, you know, there there is talk. Uh I, I don't know how significant that talk is, but there's talk about a Boise BYU matchup on, on November seventh. So uh you know there may be a one off or two that are non conference games, but for the most part everybody's gonna be conference only. All right. So that was Hartwell being a little bit more specific about what he's hearing. Now, uh, rewind, radio rewind real quick, Gordon. Reset that question you just threw at me. Have uh, BYU, has BYU, Boise State uh, garnered that kind of emphasis that you would want to take advantage of an opportunity like that in, in a break in the schedule? Uh, that's, that's interesting to me. Well, uh, well I, do you think, don't you think the answer is obvious, though? Yes, a thousand times yes. Well, to to those two schools, yeah. Well, to the um, to the nation, could you um, could you create a better matchup with a team that's not playing that week? Could you possibly engineer one given the, these circumstances? There's no way. Uh, I don't know what's possible and what isn't, but uh, that is that is a very nice game, especially considering the way B, BYU has played uh, in the first two games. And people have seen that, you know, I mean, on ESPN and, and, uh, people are seeing that BYU might have something a little, a little special. Now, when the AP poll came out, BYU dropped uh, four spots because they included some teams that hadn't been included previously, but, uh, I don't think that really matters that much. Uh, I, I think people are looking at BYU and saying, okay, that, that team is a little different than BYU teams of the past few years. So, yeah, I, it, it's, it would be a terrific opportunity and one that would be really important to BYU given what we talked about in that first segment. Um, and Boise State, you know, it reminds me of it reminds me of the old whack days. It does. When, when BYU would be playing a bunch of teams that really weren't all that good and they might have one or two good games, I mean, really good opponents in there, and that, that puts so much importance on that particular matchup because in order it like substantiate everything that has been, is being done against other opponents is on the line, it would be against Boise State. I don't know how good the Broncos are going to be this year, but obviously it's a very, very respected program. All right, I'm going to radio rewind it for a second real quick here. 
because I said, given what's possible, and you said, well, I don't know what's possible. I'm talking about other leagues not playing non-conference games. Yeah. So there's yeah. not an ability for Boise State to go, oh, okay, well, we can all of a sudden play USC that weekend. That's just yeah. not possible. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're having Boise play somebody out of your league, that team has to be capable of playing from and that's all I was alluding to. I'm not talking about right. you know what's safe or not. I'm talking about who's actually playing non-conference games. Uh, but with that said, yes, I, I think that the Boise State, uh, if they could pull that matchup off, it would be somewhat of a of a way for BYU to legitimize just how good it is. And, and of course, you throw out the ultimate qualifier there. I don't know exactly how good Boise is going to be this year, so maybe this is a really down year for them. I have no idea. But the more good games BYU can schedule, the better. I mean, and if you've got a natural place to, to slide in that game and you solve problems for both sides of the equation, you know, you solve a problem for the Mountain West – and they solve a problem for you, uh, that could be a really fun matchup that you could put on TV that uh, you know ESPN's going to gonna be glad to air. So I, I think that the, if that could happen, that would, mean a, that would be awesome. It would mean a ton. So, so then it, it begs the question, will it make a difference? Let's say BYU beats all these opponents, and I don't know whether they will or they won't, but they certainly have looked capable – of beating a whole lot of teams in their first two victories. So let's say they, they do run the table, and in the, in November they face Boise State, and let's say they beat Boise State. Will that make a difference? What do you mean make a difference? As far as the way BYU is viewed by those the powers that be and for bowl opportunity and whatnot. Well, they're going to play a bowl if one's available. If you're asking me – if beating Boise will get them into a New Year's Six Bowl, no. Uh, will it get them into the playoffs? Certainly not. Will it make people feel better about how good BYU is? Yes. <laughs> so I guess that's what I'm asking. Like, what standard are you talking about? You, the, the I was thinking be, more. What are you thinking? I was thinking more New Year's Six. No, that's not happening. Even if BYU destroys everybody on its schedule – including a potential Boise State, the way they've been playing. If they do that all year long, still no cigar for you, huh? Uh, yeah, no, that's not happening. I mean, look at look at their schedule, Gordon. And I'm not. This sounds I like know, I'm really downplaying how good the team is. I'm not. I'm just talking about qualifying for a New Year's Six game or the playoff. Not to mention the fact that the the college football playoff, that organization, your guy William Hancock, uh, <laughs> doesn't want to include BYU. They don't want to do that because then they have to split the pie uh, another way, and they don't want to do that. So if you're saying beating Navy, Troy, Louisiana Tech, Texas, San Antonio, Houston, Texas State, Western Kentucky, and uh, also um, North Alabama and then finish it off with a win over Boise, is that good enough to demand entry into the New Year's Six? The answer is no. Uh, okay, so you're just eliminating that completely. Yes. No matter how well BYU plays. Correct. You know, this gets back to our old discussion from seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, Jake, about how how worthy does it make you to destroy a bunch of teams that really aren't that good. And if you are... If you, if there's a strong suspicion that BYU is really really good this year, should it 
get them into that kind of opportunity. Well, should's got nothing to do with it now, does it? Well, I know, but it's what we have to uh, talk about. I would argue no, because there's going to be other teams that go through a lot rougher path. Yeah, it's just it's just so crazy because it, it the same thing keeps coming up every time. That, man, if they'd had that original schedule, we would have found out a whole lot about what this team was made of. And now it's just kind of like, okay, there's your pickings. And BYU going out. I mean, I have been impressed by what I've seen out of this team. And I get it. And I understand it. And, Jake, you have swayed me in this conversation that we've had for so many years that when you get into a P5 league, for instance, and you play those kinds of teams week after week after week after week, uh, that it does elevate you uh, as far as your worthiness goes. Uh, and and, and I, I grant you that. But, man, it sure will be a shame if BYU is really as good as they've looked and they get some third tier bowl somewhere. Yeah, it's it certainly is. Yeah, it certainly is unfortunate because it wasn't you, It won't it won't be BYU's fault. They're not the ones that uh, created this scenario. Uh, there was other leagues that bailed on them. So that's a tough one. That's a tough one for the Cougars. And ordinarily, I wouldn't think it's that big a deal because ordinarily, I wouldn't think BYU is that good. But they really might be this time. And don't I'm not forget, sure. Don't forget about the fact that the new uh, college, excuse me, college football playoff, the New Year's Six Bowls, they already have to include uh, the best of the G five. Yeah. So BYU would be in addition to that. So they're already going to have to take Boise or Toledo or uh, I don't know. Insert what's a UCF? Yeah, UCF is uh, what are they ranked tenth or something? Or right New now? Mexico State. Or uh, San Jose State. <laughs> Stop or Maybe it the running rebs of UNLV. <laughs> so BYU would have to be in addition to that representative. It's just not going to happen. It's too bad. I, I Hey, I want to see BYU test as, tested as much as possible. I'm with you. It's just it unfortunate would, it it's would, not going to happen. It's too, Yeah, because it might be, you know, Boise, okay. If they get Boise, then fantastic. But it, can you imagine if this team goes undefeated against – uh, like we said, substandard competition, and then they would have an opportunity to show what they were really made of in the New Year's Six Bowl against a, a, a top team. Uh, then, boy, that would be interesting. Uh, you don't think you don't think like uh, the Fiesta Bowl or some you know some place like that would have some interest in the Cougars? No. Uh I mean, it's a similar feeling as to the 04 Utes from a standpoint of that these are the same bozos that gave Utah Pitt. <laughs> Remember that? Like, yes. wow, this Utah team is really, really good. Get the Break down the door to the BCS. What big-time opponent are they going to get now? Congratulations, Utah. You get unranked Pitt. Enjoy yeah, that, that. Or the that year game. that they put Boise and TCU against, against TCU. each other. Against yeah. TCU. Yes. Yeah. Yes, these are the same people that have been conspiring to uh, freeze out these teams that you're advocating inclusion for decades. Well, that Utah team was so freaking good. Was it? And I thought so. I did too, but uh, but again, to the point, what was the best team they beat that year? Texas A&M? Was well, that early in the in the year? Dave's Car Wash publication last year dubbed them national champs for all four, if you remember. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Dave's a lot of... 
A lot of credibility. I think that was there. the I'll never, I'll, yeah. I'll never forget that when they got matched up against Pitt, and then I went down and covered that game. And uh, PK and I were walking around the concourse, and uh, we we saw some people that we knew, and we ran across one group decked out in red, just decked out like like lifelong Utah fans. And PK said, "Yeah, I know those folks. Uh, I think they live in, in they lived in his neighborhood or something." He said. They're lifelong BYU fans. They were totally decked out in red. But uh, but anyway, that team was so good, and so when they matched them up against Pitt, I'm just sitting there going, you've got to be kidding me. An opportunity to show really how good the Utes were, and they robbed them of that, and that sucked because Pitt lost that game the second they were named in it. Yeah, no disagreement on that one, that's for sure. All right, want to remind you about our friends at Zebra Res Carpet Cleaning, proven in lab tests to remove more dirt and soils than the other guys. Their powered water cleaning means no soap, no ch- no shampoos, and no toxic chemicals. Schedule your Zebra Res cleaning today, 801-288-9376. But, by the way, Jake, wait, let me fi- let you finish. Go ahead. 801-288-ZERO. All right. I just had to mention that uh, PK's question to Tom, it was downright San Bernardino-ish. Except for Did Tom you know answered it? it with more than just one word or question, three words. Qu- that question was a good you know, 45 seconds long. I know, but see, we, we've talked about this before. It's not the length of your question that makes it funny. That adds to it, but it's not the length of the question that makes it funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's that is true. It's the response where he disregarded ninety nine point nine percent of the question, and then just as literally as possible <laughs> answered the last part. Of it. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> as, as literally as you could possibly take the last. How are you hanging on? Where are you? I'm in uh, San Bernardino right now. That's that's truly what makes it so funny. Oh, man. All right. It'd be like <laughs> if you said, wow, you were on fire out there. And he was like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't on fire. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, man. Yeah. All right. Stay mm-hmm. tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll get you uh, some highlights from the Tom Holmo conversation this morning with DJ and PK coming up at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Chris Mannix at uh, 4. Tanner Mangum uh, joins the show coming up at 5 o'clock, and we'll do our Raiders Insider Report at uh, 5.30 with Keon Myers, uh, co-host of uh, the radio show Silver and Black Today and host of uh, Locked on Raiders podcast. So he'll join us coming up at, at 5.30. Real quick, Gordon, I have a kind of a – I get this is a funny story, or at least I thought this was funny. Can I run this by you? Sure. 
Okay, uh, Georgia State, their football uh, game against uh, the mighty 49ers of uh, UNC Charlotte okay. uh, was was delayed. It was supposed to be uh, played on Saturday. They postponed it on Friday because Georgia State said it uh, had, quote, COVID-positive tests and contact, uh, contact tracing, unquote, within its program. So, you know, that's not something that's uh, all that uncommon at the moment. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can you can certainly understand. However, uh, it comes out today. Um, Gordon, here's this, what Georgia State said in a release, quote, The positive COVID test that caused Georgia State to postpone Saturday's scheduled game at Charlotte turned out to be the result of errors in reading the tests. And it goes oh, on to point on. out that it was a human error. So somebody looked at the somebody looked at the negative test and go, oh guys, we got a couple of positives. How do you, how do you? How, I mean, now that, I get that's it straight from the office. Now I get it that yeah, right. There's some confusion with like uh, pregnancy. Negative is like, good, yeah. Like pregnancy tests, like is is blue good or or pee or like the color? You know, there's some confusion there. How would there be confusion here? Like, oh, those tests were actually negative. How, by how do you misread that? That's a great question, and I don't have an answer for it, but you think that you would have some backup to make sure when you've got that much on the line, make sure you get it right. How, how, of course, every test is important. So uh, Georgia State Athletic Director uh, Charlie Cobb um, had this to say. He said uh, Oops. they determined it was a human error on Friday morning. After it caused the error in tests, uh, he says, quote, as part of our protocols, we tested the individuals again Friday afternoon and were informed by our lab Friday night that none had tested positive. They also retested the swabs from Thursday and all tested negative as well. It was at this point that the lab director informed our medical staff that a human error Friday morning caused the error in test results. You know, okay, think, so the, so the human error happened on Friday morning. When did they call the game? They right after, because they didn't get the results again the, apparently until Friday afternoon or night. And I guess by that time they it was too late. It was too late. So, uh, man, would not would not have been the very definition of the flexibility that we've been talking about yeah. this year. You know. Oh wait, no, it's on again. It's on. <laughs> just trying to picture this person like this would be the 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 worst person to get medical results from right you had one job you had one job was this the doctor from arrested development (laughs) that's what i was thinking yeah it's like oh man uh he's gonna be all right i I came in for a a colonoscopy (laughs) came in for a colonoscopy how things look up there oh just disastrous you you've probably got a few months to live oh let me look at this again no everything is fine you're good don't worry about it I mean, well, how can you mess that up? Uh, Come on. Unbelievable. Come on. We're kind of laughing about this, but this is fairly serious stuff. I mean, th- you don't want to see these kinds of medical mistakes. You know, it's like the guy who goes in to have, uh, you know, to have a a, uh, a toenail removed, and uh, next thing you know, they're uh, cutting off the other leg. So you I, know? Now, hold on. Stop. I've had a toenail removed. That's, that's serious business now. That's not anything <laughs> to joke around about, Gordon, and I won't stand for you to joke with it. All right, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I really uh, hurt, huh? Yeah, it actually felt amazing. So that's you mean, um. You mean after it was done? Yeah, immediate relief. It was incredible. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. They they misread human error. You know what? Any story that involves human error is bound to be funny, right? You know, they pointed to human error. Some guy saying, "Whoop, my bad." 
I don't know. That's not always that funny. I mean, because there's human error that is involved in all kinds of tragedy, Jake. Okay, Gordon, it could be but worse. Not in, not in this case, please. At least, at least allow me to have a chuckle, please. Yeah. <laughs> and at least he's not the Hawaii uh, uh, nuclear text person. That oh guy. Yeah. man, human error that, there, big time. That was bad. Nuclear oh my you're god, you're all gonna die. You got people saying goodbye to each other, final goodbyes, one last walk on the beach. Oops. Next text. Psych. <laughs> J.K. <laughs> Unbelievable. No nukes are coming. Unrelated. Austin, why do you have to retweet your last tweet with the Zone Sports Network Twitter account? We got You owe two incriminating audios. We got to get this wheel churning. Just because you have access to the Zone Sports Network Twitter account does not make it uh, just your playground. That's for Actually, that's exactly what it is. Important show. (laughs) As executive producer of this here radio station. Austin soliciting. uh, They have 17,000 followers. I have 7,000. So between the two accounts we're gonna get you two incriminating audios today hey jake what? jake it hurts it hurts doesn't it? it hurts bad see when the shoe's on the other foot look how uh that hurts. lisa's pet name for yeah. me is bowler slow slow your roll there bowler uh who said the i had to do this worse than limp biscuit who said i had to do this today no, but we need to get the oh. wheel a-churning. Oh, I see. All right, let's jump out of the zone phone. We'll get you more highlights <laughs> from uh, Tom Holmo coming up next. But joining us now, our good friend from Syringa Networks. He is Gabe Gomez with us. And, uh, Gabe, just kind of give the, the basic outline of, of what you can do and do it better uh, for companies out there, specifically during this kind of COVID-19 era as we evolve. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, so we uh... – we're as a telecommunications company, we get lots of questions right now about how do we help our workforce go remote? How do we enable them to be able to collaborate together just like they used to? How do we unify our voice and uh, you know phone systems and things of that nature? So those are among the things we do. We provide internet uh, high speed uh, quality internet access. We provide uh, unified communication services that allow our clients to be able to collaborate. Uh, with each other, even on our, as, uh, with a remote workforce. And we do, do this all over our own fiber optic network, and we offer offer this with the um, best-in-class uh, technical support that's av- available around the clock to our clients. And I think it's important to note, Gabe, and you talk about this a lot. You mentioned your own network and you're here local. And how many, um, I guess, business owners do you talk to that have had really bad experiences with the big boy other guys? Yeah, I mean that's that's why we exist. Uh, there's so many of these uh, large, big box uh, type of of uh, companies out here that offer internet access and voice services and the, the gamut of, of telecom type products, uh, but very few of them actually really uh, really give any attention or really care about the uh, the customer side of this thing. When, when the clients have questions, when there's when there's outages, uh, when they have uh, issues with their billing, whatever the case. They're very difficult to get a hold of, and so the, the majority of, of clients that we that wind up coming up to Syringa Networks and and, uh, and going with our services, it's really because they've had this nightmarish type experience where they haven't been able to get the time of day from their from their service provider, who really cares more about these large national or global accounts and doesn't pay a lot of attention to the local Utah market. So if you've had these experiences, Gabe, like uh, I can see a lot of our listeners out there shaking their heads right now, uh, can identify with what you're talking about. Get online, syringanetworks.net, S-Y-R-I-N-G-A, syringanetworks.net. Find out what they can do for you. Don't put up with that stuff anymore, right, Gabe? That's right. Give us a call. 
Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a bit. Thank you. That's our friend Gabe from Syringa Networks. Again, syringanetworks.net. We'll let you hear some highlights from Tom Holmo coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.